and welcome to Homeschoolhood, the show and community where we talk about all things education and parenthood and the beautiful mess where they intersect homeschool. I'm Erica Ladd, former public school teacher and parent turned homeschool mom to my two elementary age daughters. I never thought we'd homeschool, but we accidentally fell in love with it this past year and haven't looked back. Whether you homeschool or not, my hope is that you find encouragement, practical ideas, and some real talk about raising and educating tiny humans here on Homeschoolhood. Welcome. This episode is all about ways to bring that cozy vibe of homeschool to your days with your kids, even if you aren't a homeschooling family. So you've probably heard of the term HUGA. That's how you pronounce it. H-Y-G-G-E. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, And it is a Danish term defined as a quality of coziness and comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being. Pronounced huga, the word is said to have no direct translation in English, though cozy comes close. And you may have seen this book, Mike Weeking, the author of the little book of huga, The Danish Way to Live Well shares the 10 principles of the Huga Manifesto, how to be as cozy as possible through atmosphere, presence, pleasure, equality, gratitude, harmony, comfort, truce, togetherness, and finally shelter. So it is a big emphasis in a place that gets very cold, dark winters to cozy up and intentionally embrace the cozy instead of running from the cold all the time. So Homeschool social media accounts are full of beautifully curated pictures of book baskets in front of a roaring fireplace and math lessons snuggled up in PJs under a blanket. And while those are definitely not the full picture of the ups and downs of homeschooling, there's just something inherently cozy about educating your kids at home where they are the most comfortable. So I have just been really thinking about ways to really lean into that in our homeschool and ways that others can incorporate some of those things into their own homes even if you don't homeschool your kids. So all that being said, here are my top 10 ways to bring in the huga, whether you homeschool or not. Okay, number one is just to think about the five senses and what it feels like to be a person living in your home. So literally go through each one and think about what you could add to heighten the huga. Um, Think about lighting and the way rooms are lit. Is it just all harsh overhead lighting or could you add some lamps and some candles? Think about smells again with the candles or an essential oil diffuser or that smell of like more often freshly laundered towels and blankets and sheets. Um, Just to add that cozy home smell, add a snack whenever possible, add a snack. Your kids are doing homework, add a snack. On a car drive, pack a special snack. During a read aloud time, eat a snack. Snacks always help make everybody feel warm and cozy and cared for, and it helps with the crankiness also. You could think about um, playing some music in the background. I think this is something I forget about a lot, but playing some calming instrumental music, playing some upbeat music in the morning as everybody's rushing around getting ready, those things can really help. Even just Something mellow in the evening while you're cooking dinner, it's a big game changer. So think about, you know, that that sense of hearing. What does it sound like to be in your house? Where could you even add pillows and blankets and curtains to soften the noise in your house? I know for us, we have the tile floors here in Arizona and 
high ceilings. And so it just does feel kind of echoey and cold sometimes. So I'm thinking about ways to add texture for even the sound quality in a room. And then just comfort. Lots of places to flop, lots of textures to touch, lots of soft things. Just think about that and think about how you want to feel when you come home from a long day. Is your home incorporating those things? All right. Another principle of Huga that you can do no matter what, no matter where you live, is to get outside more often, no matter the weather. So a lot of people say, especially if they live in the winter, and I grew up in Wisconsin, so I get this. There's no such thing as bad weather, just inappropriate clothing or expectations. <laughs> if you have the right clothes, like it can be really invigorating to take a walk out in the cold. It can be great here in Arizona to get a sweat session in as long as you know you have time to shower and stuff outside in the hot sun. So there is something about that that I think we tend to stay inside for comfort, but there's there's something about leaning into the weather even when it's less than ideal. So rainy day, get some rain boots for your kids, let them splash around in puddles, get outside no matter the weather. And I'm talking to myself as a desert dweller here. I'm very picky about my weather and I need to get outside when it's hot more often for sure. And, and even just be taking advantage of it more when it's nice outside now. I get in the habit of just staying inside. Okay, here are two buzzwords in homeschooling that I think don't have to just be for homeschooling. And those are incorporating a poetry tea time or a morning or afternoon basket. Now, it sounds kind of cheesy maybe, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be complicated or fancy. Poetry tea time is literally make a special snack, gather up some poetry books, sit down and read them together. There doesn't have to be actual tea. It could be hot chocolate. It could be a special soda drink. It could be just water and the cookies that you made or the cookies that you opened up from the Oreo package. Um, We just did a winter poetry tea time. So I do this probably about once once to twice a month. Um, In the afternoon, our afternoon snack is just poetry tea time and I get or make a special treat And we sit down and gather up our funny poetry books like Shel Silverstein and anything like that that just is speaking to us. So we just did a winter one and I went and got literally uh, powdered sugar snowball donuts, quote unquote, um, munchkin donuts from Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru. And we read the Winter Bees poetry book, which is so cool. Um, And that was it. That was our whole poetry tea time. So I feel like that's something you can incorporate even if your kids go to public school or private school. Um, The other thing we do every day, and a lot of homeschoolers start their day with this, is a morning basket. Now, you could also do this in the afternoon if mornings are too rushed. But the power of this is you get to add whatever you want to your morning basket. There could be games in there, a book that you're working through. Some families do like a devotional Um, like a faith-based thing that they're kind of working through, a book of poetry, whatever you want. And you can rotate resources in and out, but there's just a few things in there that you are going through every day sitting down with as a family. So uh, you could even practice, like you could put in there, um, you know, if your kid has flashcards, they need to practice of their multiplication facts. You can put them in there for a quick you know, family practice. So I really like the idea of doing something like this, even if you don't homeschool, even though it's a very homeschooly thing to do, but it's, there's something about gathering, um, and having kids just love ritual. So having this common gathering space and time and 
these resources that you keep coming back to as a family is just, I don't know, there's something powerful about the ritual in that. Okay, a fourth way that you can heighten the huga in your house is just to add books everywhere. If you want to hear more about this, you can check out my Raising Readers episode. I talk about this a lot, but think about all the places you could add books. What if they had an Amazon Echo Dot in their room and could listen to audiobooks? What if you listen to an audiobook in the car instead of the radio? Um, what if they could listen to an audiobook while they're doing their chores or folding their laundry? My kids love that. Um, could you add a read aloud? I just do one a month. And then I read a lot of other little things, but we have one book that is for the sole purpose of just being read aloud, usually fiction, something, you know, a story we can super get into. I have all kinds of great recommendations for you if you need them. But what about a read aloud? I used to do this um, before my kids were homeschooled. When they would get home from school, read aloud time was at snack time. I did not like to read at bedtime ever. I am just done and spent by that time in the day always. And so our read alouds would be like after school as a way to transition back home and calm our brains, get a snack, get some water. And it was really a nice time. And now we do it as our like morning snack time. You could let them stay up later reading, especially if you homeschool and you don't have to be up quite as early. I gifted my kids last Christmas a little book light that's not very bright that clips onto their bed. And the rule is bedtime's at eight o'clock, but they can read as late as they want or until we come do lights out. So if they happen to still be awake when we come upstairs, we say, okay, lights out. If we know we have an early morning for something, we do lights out earlier. Most of the time they just fall asleep reading, especially Julia. She loves it. So she just falls asleep with her light on and then we go in and turn it off. And if we forget, it's not a very bright light, so it doesn't keep her awake or anything. But that has been huge for encouraging that cozy reading time. Something else we do is a family read-in. And by family, I mean me and the girls. Jeremiah doesn't really join us. But what sometimes what we'll do, if I just don't have the energy for a read aloud or that's not what I'm going for, we will just each grab our own individual books and sit and read in the same room together with blankets, you know, sprawled all over the living room. And there's something so cozy about that, even though we're only... You know, we're reading our own thing. We're not even talking to each other, but it is so peaceful and cozy and all of us love it every time we do it. Okay, the fifth way to add some huga is to play more games and puzzles together as a family. This is something I think as kids get older, we kind of move away from or we move to more electronic things. It just feels like something that we don't have time for, but there is nothing like a game together to just be silly, to laugh, to feel connected, to get off of screens. So we are big fans of games around here. Um, the other thing I like to do is just set up a puzzle on a table that we don't use very often. So like our fancier dining room table that we really only use at holidays, there's just a puzzle kind of going there often and the girls can kind of gravitate towards it. Sometimes I do a read aloud while they work on a puzzle. It's just such a cozy vibe, right? Like you're on Christmas vacation. I feel like that's that's the vibe when you have a puzzle out that everyone's just kind of working on together. A sixth way to get cozy with your people is to eat together. Um, and this sounds obvious, but we just don't make time for it, right? Like help make meals together when you can. Make sitting down at the table occasionally an occasion. So this only really happens probably two to three times a week for us, but I try to light the candles and play some dinner music and set the table nicely just so that, and teach my girls how to do those things too. 
so that we can kind of make it a, sp a special time. If you're going to bother putting in the work to make dinner for these humans, <laughs> maybe enjoy the time eating with them too. And it's crazy that when I do that, it kind of sets the tone for better conversation and just, I don't know, like more giggling, more storytelling. And I just love that. You could have some little family traditions too. Like we have, we call it family happy hour on Fridays. And all that means is we get carry out from somewhere or make like sheet pan nachos or something very happy hour friendly. And Jeremiah and I have a cocktail and the girls have, you know, a soda or something else. Cause usually it's just water. So they love that. Um, any kind of like little dinner traditions or things like that. We also always have this thing that we do since the girls were little called best thing. And we literally just go around the table and all ask what was your best thing today? And it's just this little bonding thing that we do. And it's so cute because when we have people come visit or stay with us and we're having dinner, they just bust right into that. And people are like, oh, oh, what was my best thing today? <laughs> they like got to be ready with it. So I just love that little tradition. Another way to really bring that homeschool cozy in is to be learning side by side with your kids. This is something that I have loved about homeschooling and didn't even think of as a benefit until we were in it. But doing art with my kids, watching a documentary with them, working on my hobbies even in front of and alongside them or reading a book about something that I, you know, I'm getting a deeper understanding of because I'm teaching them about it. It is so cool. And you don't have to be homeschooling to do that. I think it's very powerful for kids to see us learning, to see that we don't know everything and that we're going to continue learning um, and just model that, that way of going about the world. Um, so yeah, I, that has been something so connective and bonding that I love about homeschool and that you can add in very easily. Number eight is make cozy corners. My kids both have chairs in their room so they can read cozy and not always have to be in bed. We have little cozy places to flop all over the house. I actually want even more of this. But think about where you can make like a cozy little nook or corner and then let your kid do their homework there. Tell them to go read a book and find a corner. Like encourage them to use those spaces too because there's something very good about what that does for kids' sensory overload that they have all the time, especially in this screen society. Um, there's something really relaxing about that. And so encourage that and make little places for them, little hobbit holes for them to go hide in. Speaking of screens though, use your screens together. Use your screens for or for quality time, not holiday time, but do that too. Um, find a few shows, shows that you actually genuinely all enjoy and make it a tradition that you watch them. Maybe watch YouTube videos of things you're learning about together or let them show you funny videos like the dumb stuff that you really don't want to watch. But it encourages that bonding to like let them show you those things and laugh with them. And then finally, togetherness. Physically snuggle up, tussle hair, wrestle, tickle, whatever. I think that we, again, we get caught up on our phones. We get caught up. We feel outtouched. Like we're over it by the end of the day sometimes, but think about those opportunities to really snuggle up without even having to say anything and be together physically. Okay, this is a quick one. That is it for this episode. I just wanted to give you 10 ideas of bringing that kind of cozy vibe. I get DMs all the time about, oh, this looks so lovely and cozy. Can I come homeschool with you? And while I don't want to homeschool everybody, I do think that you can bring a lot of that into your own home and create that hygge vibe 
even if you don't homeschool. So thank you so much for listening. Let's continue the chat over on Instagram. I am at Lad Erica over there. You know the drill. You can find all kinds of videos on all of the homeschool things, all of the life and parenthood and ridiculousness that I have going on over there. Um, find the show notes for this episode with links to anything I mentioned in your podcast player. And I would also love to hear from you. Send me an email with any questions, comments about the show. Let me know what you're thinking. Hello, homeschoolhood, one word at gmail.com. Until next time, remember you are your child's first and most important teacher and you've got this.